for one monthly fee. Choose only the services you need, and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking seminars? And they said only $49.99, and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went, and guess what? It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof, and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Hypnosis designed to work without anxiety, irritability, or weight gain. For only $49.99, become a non-smoker. That's right, the seminar tomorrow at the Ramada Inn in Sheridan. Stop Smoking Seminar, 8 p.m., Weight Loss Seminar, 5.30. Sign up at MarkPatrickSeminars.com. Radio is a great career. Sheridan Media employs a number of people in various capacities, including advertising sales, news, promotions, business administration, and engineering. If you or your organization would like to know if there's a job opening at Sheridan Media, send your mailing address request to Bob Grammons, General Manager, Sheridan Media, P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801. We'll send a notice to your organization or group every time there's a full-time job opening. Sheridan Media is an equal opportunity employer. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, 307 Discovery Center is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Sheridan Media is now hiring for a creative content coordinator. You'll be creating and delivering engaging and inspiring content across a range of Sheridan Media channels. Radio, print, website, digital messaging. You'll work with the digital director and the sales team to develop campaigns for current and prospective clients clients. You'll use programs like Adobe Photoshop, Canva, InDesign, and more. It's a full-time position with benefits. Email your resume to bob at sharedamedia.com. Sharedamedia is an employee-owned, equal opportunity employer. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. Now, I am joined this morning by the Northwest Community College District President, Dr. Walt Tribley, District Computer Science Instructor, Mark Tony, did I say that correct? The H is silent. It's Tony. Tony, okay. And Whitney Benefits Trustee, Nadine Gale. Did I say that correct? Yes, you did. All Thank right. you. Now, uh, first off, I want you folks to know that Whitney Benefits and Sheridan College have partnered to enhance the availability of academic programming in the areas of computer science, software development, and information technology. So I'm going to start right off. If you could tell me how this partnership with Whitney Benefits has expanded these areas of study. 
Well, I'll go ahead and get started first, uh, Floyd. I really appreciate the opportunity to do so. It's due to some very forward-thinking community leaders at both Whitney Benefits, the uh, Sheridan District 2, and Sheridan College, there was a lead gift, very generous lead gift given to the college to nucleate this work. This, the visionaries saw computer science as being integral to almost every aspect of economic development and the prosperity of people in Sheridan and the state of Wyoming. But it takes money to do that. And if we had waited through the normal bureaucratic channels to try to get funding through community college structures, we wouldn't have gone as far or as fast. So that lead gift was instrumental in 2016. Now, what is the established commitment from Whitney Benefits to this effort? Uh, so if we looked at it, a meeting of, of, of Whitney Benefits trustees, what was decided in that meeting? We are going to help this college uh, achieve this goal. Yeah, well, this started way back prior to 2016. So this has been an ongoing communication and commitment um, that Whitney has had with the college. And it, and it didn't necessarily start as a, we're going to do X or Y, because it, it's been evolving over time. So there was an initial gift in 2016, around um, $890,000. And then um, there have been some other gifts after that as the program has evolved. Uh, in 2017, Whitney and the college have a um, developed a legacy grant, which included lots of different areas. And included in part of that was um, the computer coding uh, program that was being uh, developed. There was, a, there was an actual curriculum that was being developed. Um, and that was a, a commitment for seven years. So total, the commitment has been around $2.3 million um, to wow. date. Wow, yeah. to date. Yeah. Now, well, that takes us um, through 2025 when the legacy grant will expire. Now, have there been discussions to go farther than that? Yeah, there always are discussions yeah. <laughs> farther yeah. than that. Uh, but nothing's been decided as of yet. Well, I, I no, I think that there's there's a lot of discussions, and of course, the uh, Whitney and the college are, talk about all kinds of different things, but um, and different programs. There's there's tech programs and stuff like that that are going on right now. But um, you know, from a industry standpoint. Whitney, the Whitney board, and also, you know, just the people at the college, we're finding that this computer, the knowledge that is needed from computer programming um, and some of these these classes that are being put together right now are, are pretty essential in the industries. Every industry is looking for them. They're looking for them in, in, in their students that are graduating. They're looking at them in their current workforce. And there's just not a lot of um, really resources for people to go back to school or to learn those those resources in, in an environment as conductive as um, Sheridan College. And so it's definitely one of those programs that we're continually talking about and looking at. It's also been a program that the governor and has really looked at as part of um, economic development and, and training our workforce and getting a really trained workforce in the state of Wyoming. And so that has helped sort of bolster some of the excitement around it and, and gotten some more eyes on it. And that helps us to, to get the program to move forward a little bit faster as well. 
Yeah, I'd like to echo that. Uh, software development and the, uh, the field of uh, computers, um, I guess the computer field, uh, field of computing, is an area of focus for the college. We're not backing off. We're moving forward very strongly and actually playing a, a strong leadership role in the state along with the University of Wyoming. Mark Tony is one of the architects of that in that partnership. And this, this local visionary effort is now definitely expanding out to the state through um, extramural funding coming in from the Wyoming Innovation Partnership. That's funding that the governor is putting behind this and other efforts. And Mark is at the forefront of that. And the reason we have Mark and we're here and ready to do that uh, came from those early uh, visionaries in town and the gifts from Whitney for sure. Now, how is is Sheridan College going to lead this statewide effort to launch a new four-year software development program, Mr. Tony? Uh, 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 what is the effort behind this uh, boots on the ground? So <clears throat> the, the, the goal is to get students into the field of computing. And we had two pathways in, in the state of Wyoming. We had a four-year degree in computer science, and then we had some technical programs at the community colleges. And the, the path to a computer scientist is, is heavy in math, advanced mathematics. And yet the field of computing has a wide range of jobs. And so what the software development program aimed to do was providing a, a pathway for those that wanted the applied skills. So we have our computer scientists that are pushing the field of computing forward for us, but then software developers come in and they take those building blocks that computer scientists build and they solve business problems with them and they build software. So an analogy that's not perfect, but it resonates with a lot of people. Think about housing. You're gonna build a gigantic subdivision. The first thing you need to do is design the house. And so you have engineers that come up with the walls and the structures and the foundations and they build a blueprint. And then they turn the blueprint over to an army of people, tilers, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, concrete specialists. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, the computer scientist was the architect. You had to know everything about the job to do it. Today, it was a, a one-man show. It was a one-man. We didn't have the tools. We didn't have the infrastructure. We didn't have the internet. Today, we have jobs for all those electricians, the plumbers. We have all of those, and we need to train people for those those jobs. And so it's it's a wonderful opportunity for people to jump into the field of computing through this software development program. If we look at the state of Wyoming itself, and we think about the different uh, uh, industries that are here, um, as it was stated, there's need for computer science in, in almost all of those in some way, in, from, from agriculture all the way up to coal and, and, and the harder industries, uh, miners and, and minerals. Right. But is it more than just the IT guy that is needed nowadays? Yes. So I, IT serves as the backbone to keep the infrastructure up and running, make sure cybersecurity, make sure people aren't getting into your data. And then what you have is the software developers that are coming in, they're doing data analysis, they're automating procedures and processes that might have been done manually that now you can do with software. They're coming in and building new products. And so we have companies right here in town that are software development companies catering to the agricultural business. They only write software applications for ag. We wow. have companies um, across the nation that are building software just for the mining industry. So the nice thing about this program is we're not displacing minerals and extraction and agriculture. We're augmenting that. You're we're bringing the them team. into the future. We're providing opportunities for new services. Um, you know, if you look at big agriculture and 
places they're they've got farming equipment that's self-driving and automated it runs on software so there is an absolute need in the majority of the industries for someone to know more than just hey we got this new system we need somebody to keep it going this- uh, it's there's a need for that because now you're going to write the program itself and stick around to keep it going and and many software programs are so complex now that you actually need people who have programming skills to come in and just configure the software. So they might not even be reading the, writing the software, they're just configuring the software. So we have, even at the, at the college, we have software that has all of our data from decades worth of data and we want to look at, at information in there or we want to improve that system. We need people to come in who actually have programming skills to just configure the software now. Even though we bought it and it's ours, we have to have programmers come in and actually deal with that. And that's what you see with Salesforce and some of the big, huge um, companies. You can buy the Salesforce product, but if you want to implement your business's processes and procedures, you need to hire somebody to come in and configure the software, and that person's going to know how to program. Doctor? Yeah, I'd just like to dovetail. I know Nadine, as, uh, in her other role as a business uh, leader and employer, can speak to this from a different angle. And it's not just those folks that major in software development. Uh, This is a skill that is likened to writing across the curriculum. We need a level of digital literacy in our workforce. These forward-thinking folks saw that, and we now have it in kindergarten through this, through the Sheridan County School District 2 and grants from Whitney. We have computer literacy being taught from kindergarten through the college. And so it's, it is all the people that Mark's talking about, and he also spoke to this generally as well, but what about the folks that are going to be uh, graphic designers or they're going to be something else? What is their engagement with this field? What does that need? Yeah, I can tell you from a business owner and also, um, you know, I have a son who's in college. He's a junior in college. And he's um, pursuing a degree in a, in a you know pretty high-tech industry. And he... Um, when he was going through through uh, the school district here, he was just on the front end of all of these programs coming through. And so he, he kind of didn't take any computer programming classes. He didn't take any, any software classes. Um, it was all elective-based, and his electives were all filled with other things. But now that he's a junior and looking at, at um, internships and looking at actual job descriptions, every single one of them want somebody that has some sort of programming background, you know, skills. They want you to know what, you know, Python or C++ or MATLAB. And he's just, he's missed, missed on that. And um, so he's going back. I mean, luckily he's still in college and he's actually taking a class through Sheridan College to help get him kind of caught up on some of those things. But my, my point is that um, it's not just for people that are in college right now or that are, are looking at it. I think that if you were to go on to Indeed or any sort of, of job search, you're going to find that just about every single, you know, mid to advanced job is going to want somebody that has some type of uh, skills in programming. you got to know how to, how to program the, the programs. Even... QuickBooks, you know, if you want to get your report out of QuickBooks, you got to program it to get the report out of it. You know, I own um, Alpha Graphics and we have some pretty complex machines. You know, we're trying to put um, by software that'll plug into these machines that does automation. 
but yes, I mean, we basically are going to have to like hire a programmer or a contract with somebody to come in and configure the software to match our process and procedures to do what we want it to do. And so that it can come out um, the way that we need to at the end and maintain it. Every manufacturer in town and across the nation is looking at the same exact things. It's pretty remarkable if you look into it. How much? And and the other thing that I think, and I don't want to take up all of the time, but um, I get a little passionate about it. Please be passionate. But um, you know, I look at, at you know because because I have kids in that you know their mid twenties, and I know kids in their mid twenties to late twenties. What I see is that. If they aren't going to go out and get some of these skills, if they don't have them already, they're going to be at a disadvantage in the next couple of years to get um, for jobs, for advancements in jobs, because these are the this is the skills that employers are going to be looking for. Um, this is a lot of skills that your remote workers are going to be looking for. You know what I'm saying? And so you need those those. Um, students might want to look at a program specifically like the Sharon College program because it's not something that you have to do full time. You can do it online. You can do it anywhere. You can talk to the people at Sharon College. They can find out what your needs are, what you're looking for, and help make sure that you get the right classes. And then the one other thing that I will say <laughs> as a parent <laughs> is um, I'm, I'm somewhat disappointed. And, and again, that's why I just go back to thinking about what Dr. Tribley says about the about the forward thinkingness of this and that people that this program started, you know, in 2016. And I know Mark was talking about it before 2016. It just kind of got some legs in 2016 and has gone on from there. But the fact that as a junior in college for my son, that he didn't, it wasn't a required class for him to take a programming or an intro to programming, that that's not a required class in his field and engineering type of field is a travesty. And, and I think that, that that's, it's going to have to go there and, and it's going to get to that point. You know, he's taking calculus, he's taking physics, taking all these things, but not programming, which is the class that he needs to apply the physics and all the other stuff, you know? And so, um, our students that are coming out of this program, even from K-12 here in Sheridan, are such a better position um, going forward because those are the skills that they're going to be needing that players are going to want. And they're the people like me that throw up my hands and say, I don't know what that is, and I'm going to have to hire somebody to do it. Yeah, and I would, I would dare to argue that uh, with computers, uh, especially personal computing, is on par, if not more influential to us uh, as a culture, as a people, as it, as all industries, as the Industrial Revolution. Um, it has changed every aspect of our lives. Com- there's nothing computers haven't touched. Uh, from tracking deer at the Wyoming Game and Fish, they use computers, to my uncle, who was a farmer. His new tractors used computers. Everything in between. Uh, the big businessman sitting up in a in a high tower somewhere is is not the only one who has to go to work every day and check how many emails in the morning. I'm trained in journalism and photography. In both of those fields, I had to learn new programs in design, Photoshop. Uh, I took a, an advanced level photography, thinking to myself, "Oh, I'm going to come out of this an artist." No, it was Photoshop. That's what it was. It had nothing to do with actually pressing the button to take a photo. It's pretty amazing. Computers touch every aspect of our lives, folks, and we're going to continue this conversation. When we come back, we will continue with Sheridan College 
and Whitney Benefits right here on Public Pulse, 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, 307 Discovery Center is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Find Atlas Chiropractic at their new location, 41 East Burkett. They're still offering the same great service to all new and existing patients. If you have aches and pains or debilitating back or shoulder conditions, call Dr. Colin Hardy, 672-6000. He can alleviate your pain, reduce your physical stress, and boost and maintain your immune system function. With each adjustment, your central nervous system is supported and strengthened. Call Dr. Hardy, 672-6000. Schedule your appointment with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic, now at 41 East Burkett. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. Do you ever use words that you don't know the meaning of just to make yourself sound more photosynthesis? Well, at the Health Nut, you don't have to sound all that smart to feel better about yourself. You can do that at the Healthy Soup, Salad, Sandwich, and Smoothie Bar. And aisle after aisle of healthy supplements to keep you sharp as a centroid. In an organic grocery store that is just as smart. The Health Nut, on Sheridan's Fifth Street, where you will always leave feeling calculus. Is your window having a hard time rolling up and down, slow, getting stuck? Novus Autoglass can replace your window regulators along with windshield replacement and repair. Novus Autoglass is an insurance preferred provider. Any visual impairments, the window doesn't have to be broken. Big or small, we can fix it all. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. In some cases, we can get you in the same day. Novus Autoglass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with YDOT. We are one month out from the start of the downtown Sheridan Main Street construction project, which means we have a more detailed schedule ready to share with the public. Join me, our contractor, and the City of Sheridan on Tuesday, March 7th at 5 p.m. at the Hub on Smith for more details regarding the closure sequences scheduled to begin the week of April 3rd. March 7th, 5 p.m., Hub on Smith. See you then. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. In 1972, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs collaborated and wrote computer codes to create an arcade game, Breakout, for Atari. In 2018, Apple became the first U.S. trillion-dollar company. The average salary of a data scientist is up to $100,000. Marcus Person, 
A Swedish programmer created and launched a computer game called Minecraft in 2009. In 2014, Microsoft bought that simple block building game for $2.5 billion. Coding is not only the language of the future, it is a language being used today. And this morning, I am joined by Northwest Community College District President Dr. Walt Tribley, Northwest Community College District Computer Science Instructor Mark Tony, and Whitney Benefits Trustee Nadine Gale. Now, uh, Mr. Tony, how often... Is the average Wyoming resident, and, and I'm sure there's probably not a study that you can refer to, but in your opinion, how often is the average Wyoming resident interacting with computer coding on a day-to-day basis? Uh, every time they answer their phone, get in their car, or turn on their TV, they're probably dealing with a software application. So the, the software on their phone, applications... Uh, the, the operating system that's driving their phone is all software. Their TV, if they've bought a TV in the last few years, is a smart TV. The software that's driving the menus and the streaming services is all being written by somebody. The car they've purchased recently w- is running on software with lane detection, radar in the front, self-driving cars or self-parking dogs, all software-driven no mechanical parts in any of that. So those are just three areas that they probably interact with on a daily basis. On a daily basis, daily even basis. even someone who doesn't own a computer is interacting with computers uh, on, on those very rudimentary levels. Now, uh, what does Wyoming's current computer coding landscape actually look like? Just give me a quick uh, a summary. Uh, you said we had one company here in town that, that is helping to actually write code for programs. What about the rest of the state? If someone was looking to uh, go to the west or maybe down south, do we have a computer coding industry? So we have several companies uh, that, that write software um, as their industry. So especially in, in the southern part where we have the, the state government, there are uh, companies that... Um, write software for the government down there, um, building applications. Uh, the university uh, has a tremendous number of people writing software for research projects, for outreach projects. Um, we have companies uh, tucked away. Uh, sometimes they're smaller companies writing software for national customers. Um, we have accounting software writing accounting software. So there are, there are a lot of people in Wyoming actually writing software. Not necessarily a company, but we have also have a lot of remote workers here writing for um, Fortune 500 companies. That so was going to be my next uh, question or maybe even statement. You can code from just about anywhere. Yes, yes. So you can live here in Sheridan and be coding for a company in Los Angeles. Yeah, you, you name a company, there's probably somebody living in this state working for them. Facebook, Google, um, premier databases that, that I won't go into, but, you know, that drive the, the Internet. You have people living in this town right here that are working on some of the, the most premier databases, systems that store data. They're, they live here in Sheridan. They work on that software. Now, you've, you've developed a partnership with the University of Wyoming. Uh, there's great funding coming forward. There are initiatives being put in place to make all of this happen. What would it take to basically make Wyoming the state 
for computer programming in the country? Oh, that's that's a it's a, a bit of a question. it's a big question. I, I think I think the question um, it'd take a lot. I mean, we're we're no uh, East Coast or West Coast. I mean, population helps a little bit, uh, but we can do like going back to my analogy with home construction. What we want to do is provide the Wyoming students and citizens of this state an opportunity to play in the computing field, and we're going to do that a top-notch way. And UW, the partnership with UW allows us to do that by allowing students to fulfill a four-year degree, um, which is a prerequisite for the most part to get into the field of computing and programming. And so that's that's our objective. If other people want to come to that institution, we've made that available to them as well through an online program. So if we can pull Colorado and we can become, you know, Montana and things, and we can become a regional hub for a premier online software development program, we won't shy away from that. Uh, but our focus is to first and foremost um, address our students and our citizens of Wyoming. Doctor. Yes, it's uh, through uh, casual observation, we love our culture in Wyoming and we're very rural. And so how can we continue to have family ranches, family farms that are finding it increasingly difficult to make a living to compete with large operations and still stay on our family ranch and still have that lifestyle and that culture. So this discipline, the workforce that can be built through programs like the one we have with the University of Wyoming in partnership with Whitney Benefits, can create a workforce that drives those industries, allows people to stay rural and have that way of life. As you said, you can do it from almost anywhere. That's, it's unusual, right? But it's a perfect marriage between people that want to stay have access to high, high-quality education that continues the way of life. You don't have to leave the state of Wyoming to go find a prosperous life on the Front Range or somewhere else. This is one of the programs that gives our people an on-ramp to a living wage and an exciting career, and you get to stay in a state and a community and with a culture you love. And I think that was kind of the direction I was headed with that. It's... it's uh, because we we go forward, we get all this great education, and then I've just noticed a lot of our young people end up having to leave the state. So we've invested this time, we've invested this money in these fantastic workers, but are the jobs really here? Uh, and, and as you've said, we could remote it here, or we could go to work for the ag industry, which, uh, you know, I spoke to a fantastic student the other day who wants to be a lawyer. Well, he wants to work specifically in agriculture law. So he's obviously probably going to stay right here in Wyoming after he receives his education. Um, there's not a lot of fields uh, it, that you can go into that offer high-paying, advancing careers here within the state of Wyoming. And so to know that we are investing time, money, energy, resources, and by resources I mainly mean individuals who know what they're doing, into this program to help keep workers here in the right. state of Wyoming and expand on another industry and diversify our own economy right here at home. Right. And like like we said earlier, this isn't its own industry. Do you know what I'm saying? This yeah. is every industry. And so not only are we, you know, providing education for, for you know, people here in the state of Wyoming, but we're providing um 
it, it diversifies our economy because we can bring jobs here. If we have these types of skills and these and these workers or these people that can get these skills in our community, then we can expand the jobs that we have here, and we're not limited to ag or mining or any of that kind of thing. There's there's it's just almost every single. You know, my, my son is in, in the music industry and the amount of programming and technology that's in the music industry. We have a great arts and music community here that um, also can benefit from these same these same programs. And so um, I think that that the jobs are here and I think that there's opportunity for more jobs to come here. Um, if you have the workforce, it's kind of a chicken and egg. It's like, you know, first you need workers and then you bring the jobs or did the jobs come first and then you recruit your workers. So, um, you know, I think that that's one of the things that Whitney is really, um, one of the things that they like about this is that it does help with the economic development of our community. Absolutely. Uh, from the mine all the way up to the top of that tower, someone's got to be there to do that programming. You were going to make a comment. I was going to say, you know, Graduating and, and getting a remote job is um, is possible. What I'd like to, to point out also is is that this skill set allows you to easily come back. So I'm a transplant. I came back. Um, my wife and I started a company and and came back to Sheridan because we love the environment. But the the company, software development company that we started, allowed me to to come back here, even though there wasn't a company at the time that was hiring software developers, my skill set allowed me to come back remotely. And that's what we see a lot of students do. So they might go see the world. They're in their twenties. It's like, you know, why not go see why, the world? Why not go see it? You don't, you're not tied down, but then, you know, they get to a point in their life. Maybe they get married, they have a kid and they're like, you know, I really like that. Those values from, from Wyoming. I love that school system. We, we were products of the Sheridan um, County school district. And so we wanted our children to have that. And that skill set allowed us to come back to Sheridan, come back to Wyoming. Mr. Tony, where can I go to learn more? Go to Sheridan.edu. <laughs> Sheridan.edu. Yeah. And from there, I can start my journey find, into, find find into coding. Career, yeah, find your career in the field of computing. All right. Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Tribley, uh, Mr. Tony, Mrs. Gale, I want to thank you all for coming in this morning and, and speaking with me on this fantastic uh, uh effort being made to expand on every industry in the state of Wyoming, right here at Sheridan College. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Wyoming Department of Transportation. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, 307 Discovery Center is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? 
We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Shan Foster with the Country Pet Inn talks about dog training and behavioral issues that dog owners may be experiencing. If the dog's not listening to you consistently and with distractions, it's not trained. And most people say, well, my dog's trained. It can sit, it downs, it comes when I call it. Well, what about when... Joe Squirrel runs by. What about when that semi comes by honking its horn? Well, those are the things that I train for in real life. Most of the time, it's all through basic obedience. Now, by doing that, you take care of a lot of the behavioral issues, shyness issues, aggression issues, possession issues. When you put that dog in that mode or the dog understands its role, a lot of those things go away. Whether your dog has obedience issues where it doesn't listen to you or come to you when you call it, stealing food from the table, excessive barking, aggression issues. You name it, we'll work together to solve it. I help people understand their dog. I'm very fond of that. If you want to get a hold of me, go to countrypetin.com or call 674-8582. Are you feeling the squeeze of inflation? Enter our gas and grocery grab on sheridanmedia.com. Hi, this is Alicia Carroll with ERA Carroll Realty inviting you to enter one time each day through March 19th. We'll have a random drawing on Monday, March 20th, and one lucky winner will win a $200 gift card to Albertsons and a $200 gift card to the Holiday Station Store. Good luck from all of us at ERA Care Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Bates team at Best. While more isn't always better, when working with a real estate team, it certainly can be as each agent has a specialized role. Working with a team also offers a ton of flexibility. For those that are seeking a primary agent to build rapport with, the other agents can act as a support system. The opposite is true for those focusing on 24-7 service. A team of pros balancing their respective roles is the easiest way to accomplish this. So start working with the best today and choose the Bates team. Call us at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net. Proudly brokered by EXP. Dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives right down the middle of the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2023 golf season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted Pass is now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone. The grass will be greening up before we know it. So don't miss out. Play golf this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Did you know that Sheridan has some of the most advanced surgical technology in the country? Sheridan Memorial Hospital's state-of-the-art Da Vinci Robotics System allows our highly trained team of surgeons to perform above and beyond traditional methods, offering a shorter hospital stay, less pain, and reduced recovery time with a safe, minimally invasive procedure. Learn more at SheridanRoboticsSurgery.com. Sheridan Memorial Hospital, award-winning healthcare right here at home. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our sponsors, First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm very proud to have them as my sponsor. I'm Floyd Whiting. Now, later this year, YDOT will begin to resurface Main Street as well as uh, work with the city and rehabilitate the bridge crossing of the Little Goose as the city of Sheridan takes this opportunity to update the existing infrastructure that exists under our road. There's going to be a meeting this evening to catch everyone up on the project. And to speak on this, I am joined this morning by the Wyoming Department of Transportation Senior Public Relations Specialist, Laura Dallas, and YDOT Engineer, Jake 
Wisna. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Now, uh, Laura, you and I have talked about this thing quite extensively, uh, but uh, tonight's meeting is mainly going to cover the finished plan, take questions, things like that, right? Correct. So tonight's meeting is basically just to reveal the schedule and what the closure schedule is going to look like, which blocks are going to be closed during which time and what kind of with that rolling sequence that we've talked about in previous meetings, what that's going to look like. What's the time and the location of this meeting? We will be meeting at 5 p.m. at Whitney. Whoops, sorry. At the Hub on Smith. (laughs) Whitney on the brain. Um, Plug Whitney Commons. Um, Yes. So let's back that up. We will be meeting at the Hub on Smith in the cafeteria from five to six. Plenty of room in there. Oh yeah, plenty of room room for folks. Um, Now, Jake, for those who may not uh, know that the project is uh, coming up, will you break this down for us? What's going to take place and why? You bet, Floyd. So um, what we essentially have is a, a concrete pavement on Main Street that's about 50 years old, a little over actually, it was uh, put in place in 1970. So it's just reached the end of its useful life. So, um, uh, you know, in coordination with the city, YDOT's going to come through, remove that concrete surfacing, um, remove the base material underneath. Um, then uh, in coordination, the city is then going to take the opportunity to replace um, some water, sewer, uh, storm sewer infrastructure underneath the road, and then we'll just come back, put uh, new pavement on it, and and be done. That's kind of the plan. I mean, pr- pretty cut and dry. It it, it is. It is. It's uh, you know when you boil it down to the simplest form, it's it's a fairly straightforward project. We'll start on the north end uh, there at the the crossing, and we'll work our way south down to the courthouse. Jake, is anything going to change on Main Street? Uh, it, from my point of view, from one end of the street to the other, sidewalks being widened or, or narrowed or anything like that at all? For the most part, no. Uh, we are going to upgrade uh, most of the corners. They are not in current ADA guideline compliance at this point, so we will be upgrading those. Um, there'll be um, some isolated little widenings and bulb outs, but for the most part, we're going to put it back exactly as it is now. Is Whiteout going to take advantage of this opportunity and maybe uh, look at the lights or anything while you guys are down there? Uh, we are taking the opportunity to do some electrical upgrades on the the signals. Um, we are not going to replace any poles or mast arms, but uh, we are going to uh, run some new electrical uh, wires and just complete some upgrades as part of the opportunity that the project presents. Basic maintenance going right along with this resurfacing project, folks. Yes, I mean, So uh, it, how has Whiteout worked with the city to coordinate their upgrading effects uh, or, or efforts? Because um, we all got to be on the same page. We're going to do this, this, at this point, and, and moving on. How's that going to work? Um, so uh, the city's been great to work with uh, Hans and uh, Thomas down One there. One of my favorite people. I'm <laughs> telling you, Hans is a great guy. Yeah, you bet. So, no, we've had, um, for several years now, we've had uh, lots of coordination meetings, lots of discussions about um, the work that the city wanted to do, wanted to incorporate into the project, and uh, how that that schedule played out. Um, 
through through those through that coordination and then through uh, numerous public outreach meetings and and visiting with folks we we decided on the the rolling three blocks so um, we'll never have more than three blocks closed we'll we'll start at the north end we'll um, close the first three blocks we'll complete basically everything and then we'll just kind of roll down main street so um, the the idea is that we know that we're going to impact the businesses on Main Street, but we want to reduce that impact as much as possible. Now, Jake, when you look at this uh, whole project from from a height, what what poses the greatest challenge for you? Um, so, I, I guess with with the urban projects, the the greatest challenge is um, uh, kind of I just touched on it, I guess, is, hey, we know that we're going to impact the businesses and we know that we're going to impact the, the Sheridan residents. How do we um, minimize that impact as much as possible and be flexible? We know that we're going to encounter things on the project and be able to adjust. And, and we think we have a pretty good plan, but hey, we might get thrown a curveball and we might have to tweak our plans a little bit in order to accommodate the the residents and, and businesses. You know, uh, just on that idea, I was speaking with uh, an individual who, who kind of a city planner mm-hmm. and he was super excited about a project that he was going forward with. And all of a sudden they hit a clay pipe that was not marked yep. on yep. any map. He had to shut everything down and figure out where's the point of origin and where was this thing going. And the worst part about all of it, once it was all shut down, I think for maybe about a week, nothing. It was literally just a clay pipe that went nowhere (laughs) to nowhere. But he had to shut the whole project down because of that. Uh, You know, so there are things that just pop up. I mean, anything could happen out there. But uh, to hear that uh, the concern over the main street population and businesses down there i think is that's always on the on the top of your mind isn't it you bet that's a, that's the primary focus of the whole project yeah yeah now is there is there one thing about this project that you want the public to know and and if there was just one thing someone was going to walk away with uh from this jake what would it be um, so, uh, I, the one thing that I want everybody to know, we've got the meeting tonight. We are going to have, uh, weekly meetings throughout the project. Um, so, uh, we'll go over that in a little, little more detail in our public meeting tonight, but, uh, I want the public to know, Hey, come to those meetings. Um, give us a call, bring up questions or concerns. Um, we want to address people's concerns throughout the project. We, we want to be as transparent and as open as possible. So please speak up and, uh, we're definitely going to listen and uh, make changes and adjustments as necessary. YDOT's part of the community. You bet. And, yeah. and, and, I mean, so this is really, this is a community working together to improve our main street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, I've said this before, my longtime listeners know, I'm looking forward to the people living in some of those homes up on top of those other businesses, uh, kind of expanding on our housing a little bit. It would be a huge benefit uh, for, for Sheridan as a city. Uh, and, I mean, Main Street itself is such a, a vital part of Sheridan, isn't it, Laura? I it mean, is, truly is, yeah. Uh, that's what brings so many individuals into town every year, uh, especially, you know, tourist season comes through. Sheridan has gone from a place to stop on the way to Yellowstone to a destination. I'm going to go stay in Sheridan, and I'll stop by Yellowstone while I'm there. <laughs> um, it, but it's it's true. Now, now, 
let's let's go over uh, one more time when and where this public meeting is going to be, and and what someone can walk in there with. Uh, can I show up to this meeting tonight with questions, or are we going to hold those off uh, for later? No. So again, we're meeting tonight from five to six at the Hub on Smith in the cafeteria. And we will just be presenting that schedule, what it's going to look like, how those rolling closures may look like. I mean, we don't have definitive, like, we're going to start X date and Y date at this block because it's just how construction is. It's not, you know, it's not definitive. It's going to go forever. Like Jake said, something could gonna, come yeah, up. We don't know what's going to go on. So it's, it's a generalization of like, okay, mid-April to mid-June or mid-March to mid or mid-May to mid-September. So those are kind of the timeframes, but I think we have it lined out pretty well on the map. Okay. This is going to be the general area where it's going to be. We're going to be working during this time. And so, um, that'll be what we're talking about. Um, we get a lot of questions like what's the detour going to look like. So we'll talk a little bit like where our detour routes are going to be. And then, um, just any other questions that come about. Jake, you're going to be down there. You bet. I'll be down there. Uh, Fielding questions as well. Fantastic. So if someone's got an engineering question, uh, let their curiosity go, right? Like uh, show up uh, with your questions. Jake's, Jake's you got bet. it. You bet. That's you actually bet. really good to hear. It's yeah. good to know that uh, the engineer is going to be there for that. Right. And it. then the Dixie and her um, gang will be there with the Chamber of Commerce as well as Zoila and Brooke will be there with the DSA. And they've been great to work with. We've all been brainstorming ideas about how to keep the economy going downtown and our business owners have been very um, um, engaged. So um, it's been a great partnership. Good, good. That's good to hear. Now, uh, speaking of partnership, uh, some individuals who I depend on heavily uh, and I greatly appreciate. How are the plow drivers this year, Laura? They have had a busy season it's been a crazy winter as we all know and i think all of us are starting to get spring fever especially our operators but you know we just got there's such a great great group of guys and guys and gals we've got some pretty um awesome um female plow operators on our uh, district four crew so they've been great you know we get these storms in and they take care of our routes and then we're sending eight or nine of them down to rock springs rollins muddy gap oh, wow really area to help out the other districts come we are not as shorthanded as other districts are, and we haven't had the wind, and they just get hammered by the wind, and so the drifting is just unreal. I'm sure you've seen pictures out there that other district websites have been showing. So, um, you know, we're sending our guys down, our guys and gals, and they're taking care of business, and then we, you know, bring them home for the, till the next storm, and so... Um, we're just really fortunate to have such a great um, crew in our district. You know, Laura, I lived in Laramie for seven years. Mm -hmm. uh, I lived in Rock Springs for a number of years, and I lived in Cheyenne for a number of years. I know those drifts. Those <laughs> things are insane. Yeah. You could drive uh, down the freeway, and everything's just fine. Look back, I swear, and all of a sudden there's a mountain where you just came from. Yep. Uh, it's pretty bad down there. Uh, well, it's great to know that we can help them out. It's great to know that our plow drivers are out there. Uh, and I say ours, meaning District 4. I'm a little selfish with them. But uh, I'm glad to know that they're doing all right. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get them some donuts. Laura, Jake, I want to thank <laughs> you both for coming in, taking time out of your busy schedules to be with me. Good luck at the meeting tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, All boy. right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan.
would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, 307 Discovery Center is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Face it, you don't want to do your own plumbing and heating work or repair. You need a professional, and that is exactly what you will get if you work with RAP Plumbing and Heating. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rest assured that they will take care of your repairs and maintenance in the very best way possible. Call RAP Plumbing and Heating at 429-1196 and rest easy knowing it'll be done right. This is Dan Rapp with RAP Plumbing and Heating. And as we like to say, if you find a leak, let me take a peek. A tradition that started in 1934 is continuing into the new name and ownership of Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. You're still seeing the same faces that you've come to know at Hammer Chevrolet, now with the new name of Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. Same service department, sales team, parts, collision center. Waring Sheridan Chevrolet, honored to carry on the tradition of being Sheridan's top-tier full-service dealership. Stop by and welcome new general manager Tim Kugler and new sales manager Nolan Lemires. Hammer Chevrolet, now Waring Sheridan Chevrolet at 107 East Alger. Hey, you. Yeah, you with this scafoozy house. It looks like some sketchy things been going on over there. In the yard, it looks like you've been burying things in it. I'm just saying, you ain't gonna get no real estate agent to take you seriously. You can't sell at Fizbo, or as is. It's a kiss of death in real estate. Trust me, I know. You want to get it sold? I know a guy, Devin at Wild Renovation. He'll come out, take a look, and make you an offer you can't refuse. Find him at wildrenovation.com or on Facebook. Delicious. McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. It's a showcase of incredible feats of juggling, hula hoops, unicycle, aerial, circus stunts, contortion, magic, and audience interaction wrapped up in a blanket of comedy. Sheridan's Y.O. Theater welcomes the great Dubois, Masters of Variety, to the stage tonight at 6.30 in a fast-paced, high-energy circus show for all ages. Tickets for the great Dubois are available now at the Y.O. Box Office or online at yotheater.com. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE, Sheridan.